Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Happy Tuesday, everybody. How y'all doing? Getting through the week well? Going to give you your little midweek reminder. We got to be working on the uh, trifecta, self-care, pleasure, rest. So ask yourself today, if I haven't already, how can I build in some self-care? That are that is things that leave us feeling better off and nourished. Also, how can I build in some pleasure, something that is rooted in nothing more than just joy and putting a smile on my face? And also, how can I rest? Maybe I'm going to sit. Maybe I'm going to play some music. Maybe I'm going to take a nap. Maybe I'm going to go to bed early. Sometimes those three things all get tied together. And how can I also make sure I'm centering that every single day for the rest of the week? Why? Because that is the core of our mental health. That is what keeps us grounded and have some resilience to deal with everything else that's going on around us. Also, question of the night, as always, that's up on our Loveline IG page. Got a Great show planned for you. We got Rebecca Sheeta, licensed therapist, joining us later in the show to talk about relationship stuff. You know, got to keep an eye on that, keep that relational health going. And we're also going to be joined by Sophie Tucker. Let me tell you something. I love that band. And then they they have a couple songs that are my go-to songs when I'm either getting ready to go somewhere or I'm needing just a little bit of a boost of some positivity. And um, they're doing some really important, cool stuff, trying to, you know, lend their their name and, and their music to the mental health of the world. So we'll be talking about that next. And also ways to get that ballot in safely. Why? Because this election means more than probably any of the ones we've had thus far. So we all got to do our part. We'll be talking about that. But um, right now, let's, let's just get into some news. Never dull. Uh, Americans right now are taking more road trips ever before. Uh, because cars are safe to be in and sleep in. What? I know. According to a new study, 44% more Americans than last year have decided to take a road trip this summer. That's a big boost. 43% said they decided to take a road trip after other plans were canceled, still had the time off. Uh, 46% said they, they believe that coronavirus is safest in their cars versus going on a uh, plane or a hotel, which I appreciate that. And the big old uh, zinger, 73%, said it's more fun to take a road trip than to fly with your friends. I get that. I Look, flying is a great thing to have access to. I can't stand it though. It is one of the most complex and uncomfortable processes, especially for someone like me with my social phobia, my anxiety. I have a lot of travel anxiety. The lines, the people, it's, I'm very claustrophobic. It really, really triggers all of my mental health struggles. I can't stand it. I never feel more out of control and claustrophobic than when I have to go in an airport and deal with all that. So yes, if I could drive in the comfort of my own car and, um, the control and comfort, I guess I should say, I, I'm down. So I so get that. 
Also, nearly half of physicians believe the U.S. coronavirus pandemic won't be under control until June of 2021. Bam. Y'all, that's almost, that's like a year. (sighs) Hurts my soul a little bit. According to New Physicians Foundation survey, 49% of physicians in the U.S. don't think the coronavirus pandemic will be under control until after June 1, 2021. 4%, 4% say that they think it will never be fully under control. But some were more optimistic with 37% saying the virus has a chance to be contained between January and June. Y'all, I don't know. <laughs> Let's look. Let's not get anxious, sad, or panic. Let's instead get motivated and say, let's do what we need to do. (laughs) I felt that. It was like a gut punch, that study. Also, people living alone are twice as likely to test positive. According to the Office for National Statistics, people who live alone were estimated to be more than two times more likely to test positive than those living in two or more person households. One of the reasons they believe is that people living alone were more likely to break quarantine to see friends or family or even stay out longer while grocery shopping because they want to see others and interact versus people living with others who are less starved for this kind of communication. Makes sense. You know, we all have needs, socialization. It's healthy for us. And so those that live alone, they're more anxious, they're more bored, they're more lonely. And so they're going out into the world and taking more risks. It's legit, makes sense. And that's why I'm reminding people, if you build up your socialization every day, I said before, I'll keep reminding y'all, check in with at least three people every day, at least three phone calls and texts or FaceTimes, you won't feel as starved. But I know it's difficult, we're doing the best we can. So if you're gonna go out of the house, follow protocol, outdoors, small windows of time, not around crowds, mask on and wave and talk to your friends. It actually doesn't feel bad. It works, but please follow that protocol. I'm still seeing on Instagram people without masks, not socially distanced, arms around. They're usually they're drinking and they're laying all over each other and bumping into each other. And we saw a lot of these summer getaway weekends and concerts and raves. And my eyes are just bugging out of my mind. And I'm thinking this is why we're not gonna have under control until next year. <sighs> we all have the power to shift that. You know, let's take advantage of that because 2021 of June. Ah, that's a big ask, y'all. We want our jobs back, our lives back. We want to see our family. I know. This holiday season is going to be tough. We got your back. Loveline will give you some tips and tools to manage that. But holidays are coming up, and not everyone's going to be able to be with their family members. Some people are going to be more isolated. So let's do what we can. All right, y'all. Coming up next, Sophie Tucker. Talking about what they're trying to do in the COVID times, their versions of mental health care and self-care, and also um, how I love their jams to get me going to go out in the world and do what I need to do. And after that, we'll be talking about ways to safely mail in your ballot. All right, you are listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and on radio.com. Right now, children and their families all over Southern California are going to bed hungry. Channel Q and radio.com have an easy way that you can help feed local students and their families. Text the word NEED to 76278 to give a buck. And also put food in the mouth of a hungry child and their loved ones. Just $1, it's going to make a big difference. Learn more about Feed Our Families on our socials and at wearechannelq.com. All right, now let's go to our first guest, Sophie Tucker. How are you? Welcome to the show. Hi. Hi. Yeah, so I'm, I swear I'm not just saying this because you're on. You are literally my go-to band when I need to either A, get ready to go out and I don't want to go, or B, to get myself to go to the gym. So thank you. Yay! <laughs> 
actually makes me so happy. That's what we're here for. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Those are the two prime moments of my life where I need a kick in the butt. We got you. <laughs> so, um, you know, again, the purpose of the show is we want to really destigmatize talking about mental health and looking at interviews that you both have done. I've seen that you've been very transparent in talking about your own mental health struggles, especially when social media has been so misused at times by some people to harm and injure and we're talking about call out culture it's beautiful to see people like yourselves using it as a healing force for our culture thank you yeah it's really not just us i mean i think like it it, it is a it is a culture that i think a lot of people like really resonate with and a lot of people like almost wanted an excuse to to connect in this way and so we're just like we just feel lucky that it happened to like align with what we were doing but i feel like this combination of people and like community that is all about uplifting and kindness and like letting everybody be exactly who they are like they just wanted some place to find each other and it happened to be you know our stream yeah i love that because i think i think that's the word i keep hearing in my office is not just boredom but also loneliness and a sense of detachment and um people not necessarily feeling like they're really participating or living in the world so i can imagine that that's healing and i have a quote and uh I, one of you said the, that the big question you kind of asked yourself right now was how do we respond in this moment in time when we feel helpless sad and angry so is that about harnessing the gifts you have and using that? Or is that a commentary on just the fact that music has been good for both of you in terms of mental health? I think that was in the context of, of the world right now, including the pandemic, including, uh, you know, justice and rights for everyone and equality and freedom. And uh, I think for us, the best thing we can do, and I don't even know if we knew this at the time, but the best thing we have done, I think, is sort of facilitate this environment where a lot of people who want the same things and who uh, share the same values and the same beliefs in, in you know, equality and uh, just being a good person and, like, simply being a good person and helping other people around you and um it's just you know it really has been just amazing to, to sort of witness and be a part of yeah that's really beautiful and do the two of you outside of your own music do you use other people's music to kind of help you drop deeper into mood or pull you out of one definitely i mean i not as much like live stream live music right now but um, I mean, very differently. I feel like I, I'm more like when I retreat to my room, I like music that like, um, consoles me and that is quite like, like a bath. Mm. Like I like music that is, uh, like piano music or folk music or very kind of like low key music that, soothing. um, no, not sleeping. I said soothing. Oh, soothing. <laughs> I, I, mean, I love I'm like not about slow music for <laughs> So wait a second. So what do you do then, Tucker? If you're if you're not feeling that great and you're sad, you then are the opposite where you'll use something to lift you up, not to drop in. What would you put on? I would put on I mostly listen to house music. Okay. And yeah, I would put on something that makes me want to dance. It's not even about necessarily the vocals or like the message of the song. It's just 
the energy and the BPM, I think for me is what like gets me going. Cause I think I'm more like Sophie where I want the bath, <laughs> the musical bath. <laughs> well, I mean, I also love, like I love house music and I love dance music and obviously that's what we make. So I really enjoy music that like will get me, you know, in like through a workout and also like at a dance party or like with my friends. But I think when I'm alone, I, I do like to kind of, I like how the drop drop in. Yeah, because I think it's easy for some people to make people more of like an archetype and assume that the two of you are always dancing and happy. And so I think it can be shocking, shocking excuse me, when you hear that people have like a total self. Because that kind of like put me back when you said the bath example. Because in my head, you guys are always making dance music and that's all you do. It's all I do. That's <laughs> all you do. That's all you do. Dye your hair and play dance music. Um, so before we let you go, I just wanted to circle back to the whole self-care piece. So you mentioned working out. You mentioned sleep. You mentioned meditation. What are the other forms of self-care that you'd recommend to our listeners who are kind of struggling right now to feel, I guess, just really good about what's happening around them? I mean, I feel like we mentioned a lot of them, but they are really simple. It's like structure. I think it helps me to reach out to friends sometimes that I haven't talked to maybe in a while because I think it's really easy, especially in this time when you know or you don't even know when the next time you'll see someone. So it kind of feels pointless almost to, to go catch up with them because there's not that much to catch up on. But for me, just having connection and like talking to friends and feeling that love and like a relationship, whether it's friendship or romantic or family or whatever it is, it always helps me a little bit. It yeah. really does. I set a goal for myself of talking to at least three people a day. Some days it's easier, some days it's harder, but I, I very much appreciate that. And also I'm reminding people, especially yourself, Tucker, the dating apps, they're on fire right now. So anyone that wants a little extra love or romance, you can try out the apps. I know, but can you meet up with? So I went on one social distance date kind of thing. Like we went and like sat at the beach sort of distance, but it's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> was fine but you can't really you can't see each other's face <laughs> yeah well you got to do a lot of picture exchange ahead of time so you know what the face looks like it's different look it's different we're going old school six feet apart we're moving very slow not a lot of affection but like you know maybe you do some facetime dates you know don't leave your house no you're right maybe the facetime dates i mean i think it could make for an amazing love story where you know you like get to know this person on a really deep level without ever even like touching them or seeing their face you know and then you go try it then (laughs) (laughs) there's a song in that there is a song in that there was she's so poetic Right. Always a poet. Always a poet. Um, Listen, congratulations, because House Arrest, number one on the U.S. dance charts. Congrats. That's huge. Really exciting. All right. Well, listen, guys, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Have a beautiful night. Thank you. You too. Thanks for all you do. All right, y'all, we're back. Time to talk a little politics. So I want everyone to take responsibility for the world that they're creating. And I want us to all realize that we have some power in what happens 
in the next election and talk to those around you. Talk to your friends, talk to your family members. I want you to say, hey, are you registered to vote? No, text them the link to register to vote. It is simple, it is quick. Put it up on your social media pages. People will click on it. Tell them quick and easy, register to vote. You can just get the ballot even mailed to you. You don't even have to leave your home. So ask people, did you register to vote? Are you registered to vote? Do it lovingly, make them feel comfortable. Say, let's do it together now. Here, I'll do it with you. You know, hold people's hands through it. Make sure they get the ballot. Say, hey, did you mail it back? And some people are feeling unsafe about voting in person. We've been tracking the news about USPS and whether or not they'll be able to deliver a mail-in ballot in a timely fashion. So here's what you gotta do. Request your mail-in ballot, right? But then you don't have to mail it in. You can Google, ready for this, your supervisor of elections. Again, Google the word supervisor of elections for your area to see where you can drop off your mail-in ballot. And usually it's not at the polling place. All states allow this. Again, you can get your mail-in ballot requested when you register to vote or non-registered. You can still request, obviously. And then you Google for your supervisor of elections and say you want to drop off your mail-in ballot. Put on your little mask, go over, drop that bad boy off. Bam, done. All states allow this. Because what you want to do is you want to make sure your ballot gets in on time no matter what happens with the mail, right? And then you don't have to worry about waiting in long lines and risking infection. You're just stopping by to drop it off. That is not waiting in the long election line. You can walk right up and say, here's my mail-in ballot. I want to drop it off. But again, most likely that is not going to be dropped off at the polling place. So you need to Google supervisor of elections and find out where you can drop it off. Also, when you drop it off, find out how to track it online and make sure it's verified. States like California, Oregon, Washington, and Colorado have systems that can track your ballot just like tracking a package that you got delivered. All California vote centers have ballot drop-off boxes as well. Some government buildings do too. So, you know, it's there's ways around all the little, you know, messes and tomfoolery that the president's trying to engage in to not let people vote and talk to individuals that are saying, "Mm, I'm not going to, or it doesn't matter. I don't like any of the candidates really talk to them and help them understand that sometimes it is about the lesser of two evils. Sometimes it is about realizing who's going to look out for me the most. Sometimes it is about looking at who is going to be the most willing to listen and to make changes. We got to see what Trump is capable of and what his priorities are. And they're bad and they're wrong. He's not only not up to being the president, he's not healthy enough mentally. I don't believe he is mentally healthy. His ethics and his morals and his value systems are way off, and that is a part of mental health. And he's been exploitative and violent to literally every exploited and minority-based identity I can think of, (laughs) whether it's race, gender, sexuality, or even ability, right? He mocks the disabled. He's taking away healthcare. He's rolling back reproductive rights. It is something that is targeting everyone. So make sure you're registered to vote, get the mail-in ballot, or get your mask and your brown bagged lunch ready, as Michelle Obama adorably said, and go wait and get ready to wait in line. Ask your friends and family members, help them, check in to see if it happened, see if you can help them drop off their ballot, go with them. There's something powerful about saying, let's do this together, that really motivates people. Let's go on and register to vote together. Let's get our mail-in ballots together. Let's go together and drop them off. Let's go wait in line together. That's how we know these things are gonna happen, so we gotta do it. Also, really Google Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, 
and look at what they've done that's positive and, and remind your friends and family members, look at how they've worked with your community. This is what they've done and what they want to do. And looking at even the trajectory of their growth and their change in their shift, they're waking up, they're getting educated, they're learning, they're trying, and that's all I can ask for versus our current president who is none of those things. You know, mental health is about flexibility. It's about openness, right? It's about care and compassion. Those are the qualities and we wanna have that in our leadership. I don't believe we're gonna survive another reign of fascism, which is what Trump brings forth. Um, I know a lot of people that are gonna be even more violently oppressed and injured if he is reelected. Um, I'm already embarrassed of our country, the way we're managing and handling things. I'm very embarrassed of who's leading our country. If I had a different career, I probably would have left. If I had a different career, I'd probably would consider leaving. It still is a consideration. Um, I do get to decide what I participate in and what I'm impacted by to the best that I can. And that is one of those things. And so we want to create a safe world where those we care about ourselves and our children can participate in a true democracy and get their needs met and also build a country and a government where every single human being has worth, value, and validity regardless of their sexual orientation, abilities, gender, or race. Let's do it together, y'all. All right, coming up next, sliding into those DMs. You're listening to Love Line with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and radio.com. All right, time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. Sliding the DMs is brought to you by our friends at Trojan Condoms because it's a big old sexy world and we want you to explore it with confidence. DMs come from our Loveline IG page. Drop them on in there. This one says, hey, Dr. Chris, I just found out that my boyfriend is cheating on me. Oh, sorry to hear that. That's very, very, very painful. Erodes at trust, makes us feel unsafe. It makes us challenge our worth, our attractiveness. It's a, it's a nasty, nasty thing. I haven't confronted him yet. Ah, so I'm gonna break this down. I don't want you, we don't confront people. We lovingly sit down and say, hey, listen, I found out that this is happening. Can we talk about why? Remember, one of the key benchmarks of mental health is emotional regulation. I want people to not confront someone. When I hear the word confront, I hear I'm activated, I'm gonna be aggressive, no. Sit down and talk. So I wanted to read, I found out my boyfriend's cheating. I haven't talked to him yet. Because again, I want us to do the work of regulating ourselves, having honest conversations, and cheating is a symptom of something. And you wanna lovingly understand what might be going on in this person's life. I know people are saying, wait a second, you were harmed. Why do you need to lovingly do anything? Because we're working on mental health. And because everyone has deserves respect. Perpetrators and victims, that's part of transformative and restorative justice is everyone gets healed, right? We have respect for everyone. So you found out your boyfriend was cheating. My heart hurts for you because that's a horrible thing. You haven't spoken to him yet because, and here's the rest of your question, I feel like texting someone else is cheating, but maybe I'm overreacting. Also, I shouldn't have gone through his phone, but I did. They haven't met up yet. They keep talking about it, but he's blowing her off. I really don't know what to do. Should I even talk to him about it or wait to see what he does? No, you talk to him about it. Here's the thing. Going through someone's phone isn't appropriate. It falls under emotional abuse because you don't. it's poorly boundaried. You don't have a right ever, whether you're someone's husband, wife, parent, or whatever, you don't have a right to access someone's privacy unless they've told you you can. Children have a right to privacy. Married couples have a right to privacy from each other. We're allowed to all have boundaries and privacy, and you violated that. Um, 
you you want to you want to you that's not the main issue right so but you're going to have to maybe start with that point you know hey listen i'm not proud of what i did i went through your phone but you this is where again we want to have adult conversations and i and i'm always holding the bar high and so i know some people hear my advice sometimes and say but who does that healthy people do that mature healthy people do that mature healthy people who want mature healthy relationships do that i want us to always keep the bar high for ourselves and other people and so i want you to say to your partner look and here's the other thing. When you go through someone's phone, it's a symptom of something for you as well. So his cheating is a symptom of something and your cheating is, and I'm sorry, you're, you know, going through his phone is a, a symptom of something. So I want you to say to yourself, why did I feel the need to do that? What was that about? Is it that I don't trust myself? I don't trust them? Cause that's in there too. But I want you to acknowledge that as well. I went through your phone. Can we talk about what made me do that? Can we talk about the fact that I feel blah, blah, blah. So there's a lot to come out of this. And that's the only positive in a moment like this is that there's so much rich material for you to both grow around. Um, but yes, you do need to talk about it. I want people to talk about everything. There's no such thing as we can't talk about that. You went through his phone, talk about it. You found something, talk about it. We're not police. So it's not about tracking, getting more data. No, be transparent. Because I'm concerned if you can't talk about this that you might not down the road be able to talk about other really problematic, emotionally triggering things. So yes, hi, I went through your phone. This is what I found. I was sad to find that. I was surprised to find that. Can we talk about why you're talking to this person? Is there something going on in our relationship? Is there something going on for you? Is there something going on for the two of you? Like, what is that about? So lovingly ask that question. Um, absolutely ask about it. Absolutely find out and absolutely be healthy enough to own your part and to say, I went through your phone. I know that wasn't the right thing to do. Here's how I can commit to not doing that again. Here's what's going on for me. Um, but you're not overreacting. I'm not exactly sure what you saw thus far. Uh, maybe it's just idle flirting. Maybe they're not ever meant to you know, meet up. It also brings you to the adult conversation of what do we both define as cheating and what's our, what's our monogamy grounded in? Because everyone has a different definition. Um, not everyone sees the same things as problematic behavior, you know? Um, I don't. I'm okay with subtle flirting and things like that. I think that's just part of being a person. So I don't mind people I'm in a relationship with acknowledging others, flirting with others, things like that. That doesn't, that's not necessarily a problem for me. So talk it out. Slide in the DMs is brought to you by our friends at Trojan Condoms because it's a big old sexy world and we want you to explore it with confidence. All right, coming up next, Rebecca Ashida. She'll be joining us to talk about some couples therapy. Listen to Love Line with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and radio.com. All right, we're back and we're talking with licensed therapist Rebecca Ashida. What's going on, Rebecca? Welcome in. Thank you. I'm doing okay. Hanging in there. Um, it's interesting. I was talking about this yesterday um, on the show about how I have a lot of anxiety in my body, even though I know we're in a pandemic and that's worthy of anxiety in the uh, microcosm of my own home. There's nothing really worthy of anxiety, but yet I have so much in my body that I've really had to keep, I have to constantly stop, do a little self-talk and kind of breathe and calm down my nervous system. I just have so much anxiety. How are you? Yeah. I mean, you know, I think it comes in waves. Um, I've got two teens at home, so it kind of keeps me busy and distracted, yep. but I feel, um, I'm trying to get out, exercise, eat right. I think that all those things help. So yeah. just doing the, doing the best I can with the unknown. Okay. You know? Has anything surprising arised out of like, um, hobbies or self-care interest during this time? Cause people have shared some interesting stories with me about what they've stumbled into. Oh, um, 
It's okay. <laughs> no. Oh, you laughed. No, not. And I mean, I laughed. I mean, I did. I did purchase the figure eight. I don't know if you've seen it. It's like an infomercial, and it's like really cheesy, sort of eighties like um, exercise. So I thought that was pretty fun. Wait. I like that. It's called Figure Eight, and she she's a Swedish lady, and she does like this Figure Eight. It really it's supposed to help your core. So wait, what did? <laughs> it sounds like it's more movement. You had to purchase like an item. Yes, it's like, it, and you can um, stream it on your TV. Wow. It's really, it's really fun. <laughs> I, had, I had a client who I, I, I really care for deeply tell me that she's been hula hooping. Oh, yes. And not to, and, 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 and she said I was allowed to share that and said, please tell people to not devalue the, what can come from a good session of hula hooping in terms no, of- No, hula hooping is amazing and it's so hard, but I get, I get super frustrated <laughs> and I, I give up. I just let it drop to the floor. I say, forget really? it. <laughs> It's I, so hard. Is it really? I, I don't think I've hula hooped in a, a good 25 years. Maybe. Oh my God. <laughs> maybe 30. God bless it. It's been a minute. So you haven't gotten you haven't gotten hooked on baking. Um, so we're gonna we have a topic we're gonna talk about tonight. We're gonna talk about, you know, narcissism, which is something that you specialize in and focus a lot on. We're gonna talk about some lesser known component to it. So that's like the meat of it all. But before we get to that, have you learned anything that you can share with parents that are out there that are thinking, I'm kind of burnt out, I'm kind of overwhelmed? Do you have anything you would you would say to them? Well, I mean, I get it. I mean, I, my kids, my kids are teens, so um I I have now passed that phase where they are very physically reliant on me. Um, and I think parents that have younger kids, I think it's a much greater stress for them. Um, and I, I think what's important for them is to create some space or some time for some just fun, like whether it's a ritual, like where, or they have like, like right. light some candles and take a bubble bath. Right. Or they have like a nice fun sex session with her husband somehow. I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> like you got to create some kind of like spaces to have a good time and unwind in the midst of all this. Yeah. And I think that that's good advice because it's the word I'm trying to use, like pleasure and fun. A lot yeah. of fun. people are stressed and it's not to dishonor that by carving out moments or hours where, and again, we struggle, right? In our culture, we're so obsessed with like production, being productive and being structured. And it's, I know it's been really hard on me to just sometimes lay on the couch an extra hour and say, this is actually a meaningful thing to just lay here and, rest and heal. Like I don't have to, I don't have to shame that. It's okay to let the dishes go, which by the way, we don't have to get deeply into it. I, I live alone and it's a little shocking, and overwhelming how many dishes one human being can acquire. <laughs> in one day like I could legit run that dishwasher once a day and I'm thinking like what's that about that's but that's for another shy. session <laughs> yes um all right so we're going to take a little break question of the night is up on our Loveland AG page in the story so weigh in on that and um that's going to come up after this and uh when we come back though we're going to talk about echoism because I'm a big fan of these new terms and these new concepts mm -hmm. and I think it helps people kind of use metaphors to understand themselves better. Okay, so we're gonna take a little break. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and on radio.com. All right, we're back. And tonight we're talking with Rebecca Sheet, a licensed therapist. And we're gonna talk about something a lot of people hadn't heard of. I had not heard of this, right? So it's called echoism. And essentially it's like a, it's a counterpart or another perspective on narcissism where people are hyper self-centered and self-focused. And this is kind of like a variation on that, but yet looks a little different. Can you tell us about it? Yeah. So what's interesting about this is like, you could also plug in some, even some other terms if you want to, like I, I what comes to mind for me 
when I read this and see a different sort of way or perspective of looking at it is something like codependency is something like an, like an introverted, like, or an inverted, should I say narcissism, right? So that the, the self-absorption is about, um, you know, this, this fear of not getting your needs met or fear of getting abandoned or like what, you know, this sort of, um, the self, it's, it's a self-absorption that's more of a worry about like, am I okay? Am I getting what I need? Versus with a narcissist, they're more, they're more like concerned with themselves because it, but it's different. They, it's not, um, the echoism feels more like a hung, like a hunger in a different way, an emotional hunger. Yeah. Whereas yeah. the narcissism, I, I, I don't know if that's explaining it yeah. right. But it looks fascinating, <laughs> right? Because when we think about narcissism, people automatically think that it's someone who's hyper cocky and putting themselves first. Yes. And that's yes. one component. But like you said, I like that you use the word introverted. It's like the introverted version where an echoist is still centering themselves. But in, in doing so and trying to protect themselves, they actually never ask for anything or have any <laughs> needs because they don't feel like they have enough worth or value to put someone out, but it's still a center around what they need. Right. So right. some of the traits, and I kind of wrote this down, some of the traits would be um, low self-esteem, always putting others first, not really having good boundaries or taking care of themselves, having no needs. So this is interesting, right? Because I think a lot of people wouldn't really see that as like a self-obsession, but it is, but it's just trying to always protect the self. Right, right. And and that's like a really nice kind of like uh, dynamic with a narcissist, right? A narcissist who is more clear about what they want. And if you oftentimes feel as, as if you're someone who is dealing with echoism, you're going to be the one to want to help fulfill a need in another person. And in doing so feel a sense of accomplishment and a boost in your self-esteem when you do so. So it's kind of like the perfect fit. Yeah. And I, <laughs> it, it, it just made me think of, do you, do you remember, and, and maybe this was never brought in because I, I was never, we never talked about this in school or in my clinical um, internships or anything, but do you ever hear of Cartman's triangle? Yes. Right. The persecutor, the Rescuer. Uh, rescuer and then the, uh, what's the, the last i don't remember I, i'm uh, blanking on the last one. victim victim oh yes okay yes victim. and it's, it made me think of the rescuer where the person's role in everyone's life yes. is always be there for everyone else to their detriment but not because they care about others but because they feel like that's the only way people will keep them around like right. if i don't have something to offer these people i don't think like i have anything else just inherently of value on my own so i have to always show up and do things for them but like what a depleted way to move through the world. And also it sets that person up to really be abused. Right. Absolutely. And, and also to the focus becomes more about pleasing others than even being able to step back and look at the dynamic and say, is this a healthy dynamic for right. me? Right. You know, like, because the, the inability to sort of receive or have self-love or self-care, it all comes from like, if I fulfill a need for you or I do for you, then you like me, right. then I get my reward. It's, it's a dynamic that's messy, but also one that works in a yes. weird way, right? And that's, so, yes, that's the flaw in the design is it works around. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I know, I know from my more narcissistic parts, who doesn't love a friend that always makes everything about you? <laughs> <laughs> 
like are bringing, are brings you vegan chocolate chip cookies now. <laughs> ah, touche, <laughs> lady, touche. And, and so, you know, a lot of the work for anyone who's identifying with this, the work for them is see, see your own inherent value, realizing that yes. you, your value isn't in what you can always offer others. You just get value because you're a person. Also, practicing setting boundaries right? Absolutely. That's going to lead off into having to practice tolerating, disappointing, and letting people down because they're not used to you having any needs or setting boundaries. And maybe sometimes being lonely. Like Ooh. if you start to set a boundary with somebody, you that dynamic now may be broken. You're not feeding them the way that they want to be fed. And so they may move on to someone else. And so you may experience times when you're lonely and you don't have anybody and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. And that's what I think is hard. I think sometimes in the work to be like a healthier psychological person is that it doesn't always mean everything's going to feel good right away or everything's going to be smooth. Sometimes there's a lot of disruption or disconnection right. as you get healthier. And then, you know, the healthy people in your life will stick around and applaud you for taking care of yourself and setting boundaries. Right. But the unhealthy, toxic people might drift, but yet what a gift of that work. Right. Right. It doesn't feel like a gift at the, in the moment. But as you go along and you love yourself more and you're feeling better about yourself, the, the things that are meant for you will, will stay. The yeah. things that are meant for you will stay. And, and before, yeah. Before we let you go, let me just ask your opinion on this. I was looking at an article and it was, and I, I didn't read it at all. It was just maybe the headline and it was saying that um, this quote unquote second wave of Corona, which mm. hearing it said like that was shocking because in my head, we're in the same first we're wave. We're in the same wave. We're in the wave. The first wave. I did exit the first and enter a new one. Like it's just ongoing, seamless, you know, experience for me. But it said couples, uh, you know, a bulk of couples thrived or at least survived the first wave. And they're saying the second one is just hitting especially hard and is pushing people beyond what they have the capacity to tolerate. Mm. Do you see that? It's, it's interesting. I don't know that I've necessarily, I don't think I've necessarily seen that, but I think what you're kind of speaking to sort of is like a Corona fatigue, you know, where I think we're all kind of getting to that space, but I haven't necessarily seen that. Um, but, but I, I think, I suppose it's possible. I would imagine you'd see it more in the first wave, which I think we're still in anyway, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know when that first wave stopped in the second. Exactly. Hey, what do I know? I've just been self-isolating and under a rock. <laughs> Seriously, like I watch these people. I was talking to Jay Rodriguez about this on yesterday's show. I'm um, just watching people like have barbecues and do all these things. And for the people that are following the rules, awesome. But I mean the ones that like aren't. There's no masks, yes. hugging. There's like eight people leaning all over each other and they're drinking. <laughs> I'm thinking, oh my god, what's going on? That's why. Yeah, right. Because some people just want to live in like their world of denial and not yeah. believe the science. And if it's not happening to them, it's not happening. That's right. That's, that's a really big one. But I just, I was just reading about a couple universities that had opened their doors and now they're circling back and closing because of outbreaks and clusters in the, in the uh, dorms. How horrifying. You go away to college and you come, you have to, you know, go back home with Corona. I know that's Ethan's going in September and I worry about that, but it's, yeah, it's are they, scary. Are there any protocols in place, the school? They have a lot of protocols in place. Okay. They're only going to have like one roommate and they're doing the social distancing masks and so forth. But I still, I still don't know what that's going to, what that's going to look like, you know? Uh, all right. So. Fingers crossed. Where can people find you, Rebecca? Um, they can find me on Instagram at hungrybecca or my website, which is rebeccaishida.com. 
Beautiful. All right, coming up next, question of the night. It's up on our Loveline IG page and the stories. Still some time to weigh in on that. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and radio.com. All right, time for question of the night. Question of the night is always up on our Loveline IG page and the story. Little Kim says her and her boo are going to start sharing their freaky, kinky sex life on OnlyFans. Wow, are you subscribing? <laughs> We took a poll, 21% said, hell yeah. 79% said, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so a lot of us were not really on board. I'm not sure how powerful little Kim's name is anymore. You know, when I was in, was it high school? Yeah, gosh, grade school and high school. She was huge and she was something. She really was at that time. I think we're more familiar with that kind of you know, lyrical use and, and, and style and female empowerment and sexuality. But back then that was something she came out of the gate swing. And I, I remember that, you know, again, we had Madonna. She was, Madonna was one of the originals back then that was really, really, really bearing it all. And then, you know, little Kim popped in and, and she definitely did her thing. So it's funny to hear her name again. So question of the night is, do you think watching other people's sex lives on OnlyFans would improve yours? Or do you think it's just weird? So again, um, you know, voting yes or no. First person said, I just feel like little Kim is weird, <laughs> but I'd be down to watch and learn some new things from other people. That's hilarious. I know. God bless Kim. She doesn't necessarily make sense to everyone. She's, she's kind of been on a little bit of a journey, but, um, Hey, you know, sexuality, sexuality, there's always something to be learned. It's art, you know, all, all media and art has something to possibly offer us, right? Whether, you know, regardless of what it is. Someone else said, I'm not going on OnlyFans because I think it's shady. But then again, it's better than Pornhub. Oh, the Pornhub topic. The reason why that's being said are uh, some people believe that Pornhub supports pedophilia and child porn. That's so highly legal. That stuff is not just free floating out there. The FBI is on that. Um, there's a difference between adult performers and sex trafficking. Uh, Pornhub is a site that mainly you know, promotes the use of adult content. We'll, we'll talk about that another show. Someone else said, um, I'd watch it with my partner. It would be real, so it's better than porn. And that's why some people prefer the OnlyFans sites. And for those that aren't familiar with what that means, OnlyFans is a hosting site where any human being on the planet can put their own adult content and make money off it. And a lot of people are like, hey, why not use my erotic capital? People can use their all sorts of skills and intelligence for things. You're allowed to use your sexuality for your job and employment as well. And people are like, hey, I'm at home. Might as well sell this stuff. Um, and yeah, little Kim wants to do it as well. So some people prefer it because it's real couples and individuals having sex versus studio porn, which is performers and it can feel a little too, you know, transactional and phoned in and acty and, you know, OnlyFans really brings in more diverse bodies and experiences and so question tonight, do you think watching other people's sex lives on OnlyFans would improve yours or do you think it's just weird? Someone else said, I'm into it. But I do feel like little Kim isn't the one though. LOL, I know. <laughs> Look, little Kim's been breaking boundaries since you know she dropped. So this is not shocking, but it's so funny to hear everyone's responses to little Kim. Leave little Kim alone. Someone else said, I'm on OnlyFans right now and I actually prefer to porn. Also, I know where my money is going. Yeah, I appreciate that. The, most of the money goes to the performers on OnlyFans. It's, it's self-run content. You, you shoot it, you create it, you post it, you make your money. Where any studio, whether it's for musicians or actors or porn performers, you're working in a corporate world. 
and all that applies. Vertical power structures, expectations, money before human beings, all these different factors that really can feel dehumanizing and cramp the production of the authentic art that people want to put out there. Someone else said, OnlyFans is great. I've actually been on it for a week or so and have already made a thousand dollars. And that's the thing is people are able to make money doing what they value. People are able to make a really good living from the comfort of their own homes, totally in control, no exploitation. There's exploitation in every world. It's not the adult film world only. As we know, that happens in traditional film and in the music industry. There's tons of stories of that happening. That's that, that happens anywhere humans are involved. It's not especially heinous in adult performing. Um, so just remember that, you know, and that's why I like these sites where people are in control of their art. People are making money and the numbers have spiked. The studies have shown, and that's because of COVID people don't have access to a lot of work. We were just tracking last week, the Lyft Uber scenario where we were possibly going to lose access to Uber and Lyft because of the way that the government and the state was wanting to regulate their use here in California. We weren't going to have it anymore. And that was falling on Uber and Lyft not wanting to pay their employees as employees. They were using them as contractors, and that kind of shifts the relationship in terms of healthcare finances and all that. So anyway, we almost lost that. We were kind of tracking that. It's wild times, all the things that are kind of falling aside, and also the new things that are emerging. More things are happening online. More things are amateur run. I'm here for that. I can't wait till we get to a place where everyone's doing their own thing. Music, film, comedy, everything's produced by them, put on online platform sites, and people are just kind of doing their thing and making their money. It's good stuff. All right, that is our question tonight. As always, it's up on our Loveline IG page. So wait on that for tomorrow. And coming up next, we're going to be sliding into those DMs. You're listening to Loveline with Dr. Chris on the new channel Q and on radio.com. Right now, children and their families all over Southern California are going to bed hungry. Channel Q and radio.com have an easy way that you can help feed local students and their families. Text the word NEED to 76278 to give a buck and also put food in the mouth of a hungry child and their loved ones. Just $1, it's going to make a big difference. Learn more about Feed Our Families on our socials and at wearechannelq.com. All right, y'all, we're back. Time to slide into those DMs. Sliding into the DMs. Sliding the DMs is brought to you by our friends at Trojan Condoms because it's a big old sex world. We want you to explore with confidence. All right, this one's a little long, so hang in there with me. Hey, Dr. Chris, I love listening to your show out in Austin, Texas. Yo, what up, Austin? My little brother lives out in Austin. Fun, fun place. I love getting there. Can't wait to get back. Um, I had a question, and maybe you could help. I've been with my fiance on and off for about five years. We got engaged in April. We're a lesbian couple, and her family isn't really all that excited. However, my family loves her. She says we always do holidays, barbecues, and events at my house, but that's because it's welcoming. Ooh, there it is. Whenever she wants to go to her family's place, it always ends up in a fight. I don't really want the rest of my life to be like this because literally everything else is perfect except her family. I just don't feel welcome, and I've told her that, but maybe I'm not being direct. So this is you know, a case of when we, <laughs> when we bring someone into our lives, we often bring their family into our lives as well, and different family systems have different levels of health. So I appreciate that you can meet someone and fall in love with them and then meet their family and go, oh, wow, that's a whole lot, a lot of, you know? But that is part of it. And I remind people, whenever you're in a relationship with someone, there's always going to be that thing. You know, there's always going to be that piece of work. There's always going to be that one thing that isn't necessarily resolvable or solvable. And it's going to always be there while they're in my life. And it just has to be choosing which one's tolerable. 
Um, because some people will kick someone out of a relationship or as they say, out of bed for the smallest infractions, but that keeps you single because there's always going to be something. And in isolation, someone might say, oh, her family's, you know, oppressive or toxic. Oh, of course that's reasonable. Get rid of her. But when you pan out, you have to realize every human being is going to come with something you have to work on. And so don't back away from a relationship because of difficulty, right? This is the kind of difficulty that I want people to learn how to tolerate and manage, right? That's not, this isn't reason to end anything. And it sounds like she's well aware that her family's a handful, but it's understandable that she still wants to participate in their lives and have you do so as well. And so I think the loving thing to do is to say, yes, we will sometimes go to your family. And upon going there, just know what you're going to expect. And often knowing what we're walking into can kind of soothe it a little bit. They're going to be difficult. You know, do what you need to do. Maybe you don't stay long and you let them know you have somewhere else to be. Um, maybe you're very thoughtful about which family members you spend more time with and take a little bit of a distance from other ones. But you go in as a united front, understandably supporting her and wanting to still have her family in her life. And you stick around for an hour or two and then you leave. Because the rest of everything you've built together, you said, is really beautiful and perfect. And so you allow that, what, one day a month where for a few hours you have to deal with some difficulty? Yeah, suck that up. You know, it doesn't sound like they're, they're, you know, violent or oppressive or toxic, even though I know I threw that word out there earlier, just sounds like they're hard to be around, you know, and they're on their journey. So learn how to allow that. I, I'm not, I didn't hear anything in the question that made me think that maybe you should set a boundary and say, I just don't want them in my life, you know, but, um, that's part of it. We can't, we can't have perfection. And when you say everything else is perfect, but this piece, I say, ah, there was going to be a piece. There was going to be a thing. And this is that thing. And of all the things to have to deal with, this is one of those beautiful ones. Some of the things that other people are struggling with are true deal breakers, right? And it's someone that they love. And that's a, that's a big decision. So I'm thankful for you that it's difficult family. It's pretty common. Just limit the time, limit the exposure. But yes, I support her in wanting you to be a part of that. You know, it's part of relationship right? Taking on their family. Um, I love that though. I love being a part of someone's life where I get to also have my family made larger by participating with their family. And it's not always perfect. I've had some really funky, interesting relationships with people I've dated, family members, but I accepted that. As long as there was health and respect, I had to accept that there's going to be some difficulty, right? But it's when it starts to get really toxic that it's a kind of a different conversation. So it doesn't sound like we're there though. Sign the DMs is brought to you by our friends at Trojan Condoms because it's a big old sexy world and we want you to explore it with confidence. That's our show, old Loveline episodes. You can check them out at wearechannelq.com. Also, my live stream show, I'm listening live. That's every Thursday, 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on all the radio.com handles. That's their Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. And you can go back to those sites as well and check out past episodes. It's always a celebrity and an expert talking about mental health, covid and their new projects and question of the night. It's up on our Love on IG page as always. So weighing on that bad boy, y'all, thank you for hanging out with me. A little self-care this day, right? Some pleasure, some rest. Have an awesome night. Talk to you soon.